Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, one of our interns, Aslan, opens up our new series, Loyalty, where we'll talk about the Book of Ruth. Aslan talks about how loyalty is being in constant support or allegiance towards someone or something, and talks about what that looks like in relationships with other people and with God. We look at Ruth and where people sacrifice their needs for the needs of others. We hope you enjoy this message. Sweet. Good morning, guys. Yeah, you guys may have seen me up here before when I won the game, uh, which was not expected. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to do another little game with you guys. Is that cool? Sweet. Um, let me get a little survey. How many of you are Clemson fans in the house? Did a little raise of hands. Dude, sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, put your hands down. How many of you are Gamecock fans? Man, this is about to be a rough game then, okay? So, because what I want to do is I want to see who is the loudest, okay? So, Clemson fans, I'm going to count to three, and then as loud as possible, I, got, I want you guys to just scream, okay? And we're going to see who can be louder. So, all right, we're going to start with the Clemson fans. All right, so on the count of three, please, as loud as possible, okay? Ready? One, two, three. Wow, that was pretty good. All right, Gamecock fans, well, this is about to be rough, but I think maybe you guys got this, okay? As loud as possible. Ready? One, two, three. Wow, we, that's okay. No, that's okay. That's okay, okay? Um, here, we're, we'll, do, we'll do another one. We'll do another one. Um, let's move to soda. All right, soda. So we have Coke and Pepsi, all right? Coke and Pepsi. So, um, and guys, even if you're like, dude, Aslan, I don't like either of these things. Just pick a loyalty. Just pick someone that, like, hey, I'm just going to choose this. So would you rather? So Coke fans, on the count of three, as loud as possible, okay? One, two, three. It's pretty good, pretty good. All right, Pepsi fans, you got this, okay? Ready? One, two, three. That's rough. That's, that's extremely rough, guys, okay? All right, we'll do one more, one more. Uh, let's, do, let's do Marvel and DC. It's about to be a blowout, so. All right, so we're gonna start with the DC fans. Bless your heart. All right, we'll start with the DC fans. Ready, on the count of three, give it all you got. One, two, three. Man, that's what I was expecting. All right, that's what I was expecting. All right, Marvel fans. All right, let's, let's crank the house, ready? One, two, three. That's what I was thinking. Dude, heck yeah. All right. So as you guys can see, you guys have some pretty strong loyalties, especially when it came to the Marvel stuff. But I want to pose a question to you guys. I want you to be thinking of this. I don't want you guys to answer. Why are you loyal to the things that you're loyal to? Now, like, for instance, like, you guys weren't born a Clemson fan. You didn't have a Clemson hat on when you were born, or you weren't born drinking Coke, right? So I want to pose this question. Why are you guys loyal to the things that you are loyal to? Now, I want you to keep that in the back of your head. And now I want to talk about uh, this game up here that we have here. You guys probably know it. It was uh, pretty famous. I think it is still uh, pretty uh, well played. It's called Among Us. And if you guys don't know, basically you have 10 crewmates. No, 15. Update. 15 crewmates now, and your job is to just fix a ship. Your ship is broken. You're like, dude, I just want to fix the ship, guys. We want to get out of here. We all want to survive here, but you have one or two, depending on how you play. You have one or two imposters. Now, these people want to wreak havoc, and by that, I mean they want to kill all of you. They want to kill everyone in the ship, and so your job as crewmates is just to find the imposter and to throw him out of the ship. Pretty simple, right? Now, of course, the game gets complicated because you don't know who the imposter is. 
And so in the beginning of the game, you're making a bunch of loyalties, you're trusting people, but you don't know why you're doing it. You just kind of trust someone because you, you don't know better. Now I know what you're saying. You're like, dude, Aslan, I played this game and I'm solo. I don't want to trust anyone in that game. And that may be true, but at one point you have to be loyal or trust someone in the game. You can't just go through the whole game not trusting someone. Um, but again, you don't know why. And so I want you to keep that in the back of your mind as well. Now, I keep throwing around this word loyalty, and I know you're kind of like, what the heck do you mean by that? So I want to define loyalty a little, uh, little bit. And so loyalty is showing a constant support or allegiance towards someone or something. Loyalty is showing a constant support or allegiance towards someone or something. So for instance, uh, you could be loyal to a, a YouTuber. Uh, name me some, with a show of hands, name me some YouTubers you guys are like, dude, I am loyal to, I watch them all the time. Odd ones out. Heck yes, I love that YouTuber. What else? Show hands. Who, what other YouTuber are you guys loyal to at all? Yeah. Robo Wolf. I like it. I like it. What else? Another another YouTuber. I'll get one more. One more. Yeah. Two set violin. Two set violin. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Cool, cool, cool. So, like for instance, a YouTuber I'm loyal to. I don't know if you heard him. His name is Dream. He does a bunch of Minecraft videos. He does a bunch of speed running. Dude, heck yeah, this guy is insane. Okay, I'm telling you, he's insane. Um, and so to, for me to show loyalty to this guy, dude, I watch his videos, I share his videos, I like, subscribe, hit the notification button, you know, that, all that classic stuff. Like, that's how you show loyalty to, like, a YouTuber, right? But I want to get a little deeper now with loyalty. How do we show loyalty to someone we're in a personal relationship with? What does, what does that look like? What does loyalty look like with a personal relationship with someone? In fact, let's, let's get a little bit deeper. Let's get a little bit deeper. What does loyalty look like with God? When we say, hey, we're loyal to God, what does that look like? What do we actually mean by that? Is God just some fan that you're like, hey, it's just some football guy? Like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm just a fan of God. Is it just like some soda you like to drink? Like, yeah, I just like God. I'll, I'll... What, what does that look like? Now, luckily for us, we have the Book of Ruth in the Bible, which if you guys don't know, it's in the Old Testament. And within the Book of Ruth, we are going to look at what loyalty looks like, what biblical loyalty looks like throughout the Book of Ruth. So for the next four weeks, we're going to go through each chapter, and we're going to see, dude, what does loyalty look like? What, when I say I'm loyal to someone, when I say I'm loyal to God, what does that look like? So if you will, turn to me, to the Book of Ruth. It's a pretty short, uh, short book. And um, as you guys are turning there... I'm going to give us a bit of the background in the context of Ruth and where we're at in this book. And so in, the, in verse 1 of the book of Ruth in chapter 1, it says, In the days when the judges ruled. Now, what are the days of the judges? So before the book of Ruth, there's a book called the book of Judges. This is a terrible time, folks. This is horrible. People are disobeying God. They're betraying each other. Some of them are even killing each other. And they're worshiping a bunch of, like, cow gods. They're like, dude, look at this cow. Let's worship him. Let's praise him. There, there, there's, and I want you to get this. This is the main point. In the book of Judges, in this time, there are no loyalties. No one's loyal to anyone. They're not loyal to God, and they're not loyal to each other. So when we look at this view of loyalty in the book of Ruth, Ruth is going to show us not just biblical loyalty, but she's going to show us what loyalty looks like in the midst of just chaos, in the midst where there is no loyalties, which is super unique. So you have this time in the Judges, and you have this guy named Elimelech. And so you have Elimelech, and then you have Naomi. 
And they're a couple. They're married. Dude, awesome, sweet. I want you to keep your eye on Naomi because she's a pretty important character. So Elimelech, Naomi, and they're married. But all of a sudden, a famine happens in their land. And I know what you guys are saying, dude, what the heck is a famine? What's that? Well, it's when you are super hungry and you go into your pantry to get some food. And there's no food in the pantry because mom forgot to go shopping. And you're like, dude, mom, where's the food? Where's all the food? Okay, that's what happened. They were in the land and there was no food. And dude, Elimelech's like, dude, Naomi, Naomi, babe, I'm so hungry. And there's no food in this land. So we got we to go somewhere else. And so they moved from the land of Judah, which by the way, the land of Judah, this is like their Jewish people. So this was their land. They loved it. And this is, for the most part, they could worship God. And they're like, dude, we're super comfortable here. But they had to move to this land of Moab. This land, you know where they did in Moab? They worshiped the cow gods. That's where they did in Moab, okay? And the Jewish people going to the land of Moab, that didn't really mix well. It wasn't the best situation. So I want you to see what the book of Ruth is setting up, okay? So Naomi had land. She had her land that she was comfortable in. And it was taken away from her. And I want you to see that. She had land and it was taken away. So they moved down to this land of Moab. And, uh, you know, so it's a little uncomfortable, but they have two sons. Heck yeah. So now Naomi and her husband, they have two sons, all great, big, happy family. Well, Elimelech ends up dying. Her husband ends up dying. So she had land and it was taken away. And then she had a husband and he was taken away. But, you know, that's okay because now the two sons, they, they had uh, wives. So they had two Moabite wives uh, in Moab and they married. So now, okay, family's building back up. It's looking good and all that. Um, but then the two sons end up dying. So look at, so Naomi had land, it was taken away. She had a husband, he was taken away. And now she had two sons and they were taken away. Oh, and not only that, they didn't have any children. So she had no grandchildren whatsoever. And so right now in Naomi's life, it's looking pretty rough and it's not looking real good. But hey, good news, mom went shopping Mom went shopping and the pantry's full again. Look at this. In verse 6, it says, Then Naomi arose with her daughters-in-law and from the country of Moab, and she had heard that in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So they're like, oh, dude, land of Judah, it's full of food now. So let's go on and head over there. So she takes her two daughters-in-law, and she's heading over there to the land of Judah. But halfway there, she, she stops them. And uh, this is what she tells them. This is in verse 8, and I'm going to go ahead and read it starting in verse 8. She says, but Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go, return each of you to her mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices, and they wept. So basically, Naomi told them, guys, thank you so much for being loyal to me. By the way, they were in the land of Moab for about 10 years. So they were with her for like 10 years. She was like, dude, thank you for being loyal to me. Thank you for being with me. Your guys are awesome and great. But you guys should go back uh, to your own land. You guys should go back. You don't stick with me. Guys, imagine, okay. Imagine if you, your favorite soda. Imagine you're drinking your favorite soda. You've been loyal to this soda for years to come. You're drinking it. All of a sudden, the soda starts talking. He's like, dude, thank you so much for drinking me. Like, you guys are awesome. Like, thank you for drinking me, and that's awesome. But, you know, I think you should just stop drinking me now, and you should just go drink Pepsi or the other worst soda in the world. Dude, you'd be like, no, what? But that's ridiculous. I'm not going to stop drinking you. You're great. And, and that's what Orpah and Ruth were saying. By the way, oh, daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. Ooh, super important. Keep your eye on Ruth. 
So they're like, dude, no, Naomi, we don't want to leave you. We're loyal to you. We want to stay with you. We want to be with you. But Naomi, she goes into another very logical argument. She's like, guys, guys, if you stick with me, I can't provide for you. And she can't provide specifically a husband for them. And back then, with a widowed woman, it was very important for her to have a husband that could provide for her. But she's like, guys, I can't provide you that. And even if I could provide you that, dude, like, it's going to take way too long. Like, I can't support. If you guys go with me, it'd be foolish. It'd be stupid. It'd be idiotic if you guys went with me back to the land of Judah. Like, just stop. Like, don't follow me. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Guys, that's not even it. Dude, look at this in verse 13. And then th- look what else she says. In verse 13, she says, No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. She thinks God is against her now. So she had her land. It was taken away. She had her husband. It was taken away. She had her two sons taken away. And now she thinks God is against her. Imagine it, what's your name, James? James, imagine if I was like, hey, James, you want to hang out with me? And you're like, dude, yeah, I want to hang out with you. I'm like, dude, that's awesome, dude. But just to let you know, if you hang out with me, uh, God's against me, and he's out to get me, so just, just know that. You'd probably be like, uh, never mind, Aslan, bye. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Right? Who wants to hang out with someone who God is against? Now, as we see later on in the book, God wasn't actually against Naomi, but that's what Naomi thought. And so with all these things, who would want to be with her? And guess what? Orpah, the other daughter-in-law, seems like the logical one. She takes the out. She's like, hey, Naomi, I see your circumstances, and yeah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to leave. But this is super important. This is where we see biblical loyalty. Ruth is about to show us what biblical loyalty looks like right here. And so I'm going to start in verse 14, and we'll see. So then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law. So she kissed her on the forehead, said, okay, bye. She left. But Ruth clung to her. Guys, I worked at a daycare and blessed this little boy's heart. Anytime it was time for me to go, this little boy would wrap himself around my leg and be like, Mr. Aslan, please don't leave. And I'm like, dude, get off me. I need to go. And, but he would just cling to me. And so I want you to have that image in your head. It's, it's a weird image, but I want you to have that image in your head with Ruth and Naomi as, as she clung to her. And then look at this, verse 15. And then Naomi said, see, your sister-in-law, she has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. Go after her. But ready? Listen to this. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. For where you lodge, where you stay, I will stay. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also of anything, but death parts me from you. Anything but death parts me from you. Guys, this gets into our first point of biblical loyalty that I want to talk about, and it's this. That loyalty stays even when everything else fails. Loyalty stays even when everything else fails. Guys, think of it. Again, remember, Naomi lost everything. And sure, she was going back to her land, uh, to the land of Judah, but even then, it was unfamiliar now. She's been away for like 10 plus years. And so she's just now getting back there, but she lost everything else. She lost all hope, but Ruth didn't lose hope in her. She stayed with her. Did Orpah stay with her? No. Orpah saw the out, she saw the circumstances of Naomi's life, and she said, it's not worth it. But Ruth saw the circumstances, and she remained loyal to Naomi. 
In fact, so much so, she was like, dude, only death is going to part me from you. It sounds really weird and really extreme, but that's what loyalty is, is staying with someone till the end. And this gets into our second point of loyalty. So, so loyalty stays even when all else fails. And our second point is loyalty does not seek reward. Loyalty does not seek reward. Look at this. In verse 18, so remember, Ruth just gave this amazing speech. She said all this to Naomi. And starting in verse 18, and when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said, oh, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you. Oh, no. No, that's not what it says. It says, and she said no more. She said nothing. Guys, if someone gave me that speech, I'd be weeping, crying, like, thank you for sticking with me. Naomi said nothing to Ruth. Said nothing. But that didn't stop Ruth from going with Naomi. In fact, oh my goodness, look at this in verse 21. Okay, so uh, Ruth and Naomi, they go back to the land of Judah, and Naomi meets up with some of her old friends, and they're like, oh, dude, Naomi, like, there you are. Like, where have you been? And Naomi's like, guys, don't call me Naomi, which in that language, it meant pleasant. Like, don't, don't call me pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitterness. Like, call me bitter, because, like, you know, the hand of the Lord's against me. And then look at this. In verse 21, this is what she says. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Guys, who's with Naomi? Who came back with Naomi? Ruth. Ruth's standing right there. She could have at least said, hey, the Lord brought me back empty, but dude, at least I have Ruth with me. No, no acknowledgement of Ruth whatsoever. Ruth had every right to be like, yo, bro, I'm right here. Like, I'm, I'm right here next to you. I stayed with you. But Ruth didn't do that. In fact, she wasn't seeking reward. She, wasn't, she didn't stay loyal to Naomi. She, she could be showered with a bunch of compliments. In fact, think of it. So, uh, with Clemson fans, just because your team loses, that doesn't mean you, all of a sudden you go, oh, all of a sudden, I, I, yeah, I hate Clemson now. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop following them. No. Now, now, it may be a little disappointing, but you wouldn't stop being loyal to them. And it was in the same way that Ruth didn't see reward in that moment, but that didn't stop her from being loyal to Naomi. Which leads into our third and I think one of the toughest points about loyalty, and it's that loyalty can sometimes hurt. Loyalty can sometimes be very hurtful. Guys, Ruth could have gone back to a very comfortable life where she was very familiar with Moab, with, uh, with the country of Moab, but she stayed with Naomi instead, and it probably hurt Ruth not to receive compliments, not to receive encouragement or anything. Uh, oh, oh, think of it. Okay, so let's go back to the uh, example of uh, the Among Us. So in Among Us, remember, the biggest thing about Among Us is you don't know who the imposter is, right? And so when you're trusting someone or when you're being loyal to someone in that game, it can sometimes be hurtful. By that, I mean you die. You die if you're, if you're loyal to someone in that game. Now, I'm not saying that Ruth, if she was loyal to Naomi, Ruth was going to die. But Ruth knew the risks. Just like in Among Us, you know the risks. She knew the risks. And not only that, look, look at this last verse. Okay, so last verse in verse 22. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem, or Judah. They came to Judah. Guys, remember, Ruth is a Moabite woman. Her going to the land of Judah? No, no. Like, people would make fun of her. People would ridicule her. They'd be like, dude, why are you here? And they'd be making fun of her. She knew that. She knew that going from her land to another land of Judah, like, she knew it would be hurtful to her. But that didn't, again, that did not stop her 
from being loyal to Naomi. So guys, remember in the beginning when I was like, hey, guys, why are you loyal to certain things? Like, hey, like, why are you loyal to Clemson or why are you loyal to this soda or whatever like that, those kind of examples. It, here's, here's the sad part. In the book of Ruth, it doesn't tell us why Ruth was loyal to Naomi. It doesn't. Yeah, you could guess. You could be like, dude, Ruth just loved Naomi so much. She, she had so much love for her, like, I'm going to be with you. It could have been Naomi was family. Like, oh, family sticks together. I'm not going to leave you. It could have been, dude, Naomi, I hate Moab. I hate worshiping these cow gods. Like, I don't want to be here. I want to be over there in the land of Judah. But we don't get that. We, we don't know why. But we, don't know, we do know what loyalty looks like. And it looks like being with someone when all else fails. Loyalty does not seek reward, but it's a way to show others how they are a gift and to be loved. And loyalty can be hurtful, but it's worth it. And that's what loyalty looks like. In fact, oh my gosh, guys, not only, so not only does Ruth show us this image of loyalty, but man, let's fast forward into the New Testament. Jesus gives us a great image of what loyalty looks like. Think of it. Humanity was in need of a savior. And so you could say we were in a pretty tough spot. We were going through a little bit of a rough time. And Jesus came down and was with us. Jesus did not seek a reward from humanity. Instead, he flipped the script and gave us a gift. And that gift was grace. And for Jesus, being loyal to us was hurtful. In fact, so much so that it cost him his life. And it's got a super cheesy, cheesy moment. Seems cheesy, but like, dude, we're the imposters in that moment. Jesus was loyal to us, knowing that we were the imposters, knowing that we would kill him, and we did, and we killed him. Yet Jesus remained loyal with us. And we even heard it in the song that we sang. You know, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. That Jesus was loyal to us, even when it hurt him. And so with all this stuff, with all, with all these ideas of loyalty that we're gathering from the book of Ruth, what does it look like practically in our lives right now to, to be loyal to people around us? And so maybe it looks like whether it's your best friend or whether it's a family member or whatever, maybe loyalty looks like hanging out with them and being there for them when they're going through a tough time. Uh, maybe it looks like hanging out with them and being with them, even though you want to be doing something else. Even you're like, dude, I'd rather be doing this. I wasn't going to want to, I want to watch my favorite YouTuber. I want to watch Dream do a really good fast speed run. I want to do that instead. But maybe it looks like instead giving up your time and being there for people. Oh, but let's get to the deeper question. What does loyalty to God look like? Because here's the thing. I'm not up here to tell you, and this may sound weird. I'm not here to tell you, guys, you need to be loyal to God. Because that'd be awesome, that'd be great, and I really hope so. But I'm not here to tell you, guys, you need to be loyal to God. That's up to you and God. But I'm here to tell you that if you're saying that, dude, I'm loyal to God, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm loyal to him, then I'm telling you that this is what it looks like. Maybe it looks like spending 10 minutes in his word, of just giving up your time and spending 10 minutes in his word. Maybe it looks like giving up five minutes of your time in prayer instead of doing something else. And guys, one of the last points I want you to see in loyalty is this, that loyalty sometimes means sacrificing our needs for the needs of something greater. Loyalty sometimes means sacrificing our needs for the needs of something greater. And so with all that information, I just want you to get this very overview picture 
in chapter one of the book of Ruth of what biblical loyalty looks like. And as we go on in the series, we'll be able to see it more, but I want you to see that sometimes loyalty means sacrificing our needs for the needs of something greater. I'm gonna pray, and then we're gonna break up in our small groups and go through a few questions. Cool? Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this time of the reading of your word. Uh, and God, as we continue to go out in life, whether it's with you or whether it's with people, God, that you would continue to teach us what loyalty looks like. That you'd be able to teach us that sometimes loyalty hurts and sometimes it doesn't give us rewards back. And sometimes it looks like being with someone when they're going through a really hard time. And sometimes that can be scary and can be uncomfortable. But Father, I ask that you'd give us the strength uh, to be able to love people well in their times of need. And God, you would continue to uh, show us loyalty, God. And Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who showed us the ultimate loyalty, even though he didn't even have to, but he came down to be with us. Father, we thank you for this time. And in Jesus' name, I pray, amen.